there's no more room in hell. The dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. <laughs> Start over right jumped on my water. <laughs> I'm like, it just started to break down as he was coughing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to hold it in, but I was like, <laughs> that just makes it worse. When there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land: cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt object together, all right? If you get cornered, bash him in the head. That seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast, episode number deuce. This is where we dabble in the art of the undead. I am Bob Fournier, and joining me, as always, my fellow survivors, we have Rick Piven. Hey, what's going on? Ryan Murphy. Hey, oh, hey, oh. And the infamous Lou Page. Hello. What's going on, guys? I got a little fun game to play for the beginning of the show. It's zombie trivia. We're going to call it Split Seconds. Are you ready? Yes. You guys yes. have a multiple choice question, and you have to get it right. Which would be the game of any multiple choice question, really? What All right, I'm going to start wrong. With... Actually, um, you're off the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> these are these are actually really tough. So good luck to you guys. <laughs> I'm going to start with um, Lou. Lou, are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Here we go. Once reanimated, what will the traditional zombie of Haitian folklore do? Kill everyone it encounters. Try to create more zombies. Try to return to the grave. Or only what it is commanded to do? Only what it is commanded to do. That sound means you are correct, sir. You just killed a zombie. Excellent. Rick, you got big shoes to follow up. Here we go. The belief in zombies persists into current times. Which modern head of state was rumored to have a zombie private army? (laughs) Raphael Trujillo? (laughs) Papa Doc Duvalier? (laughs) Ferdinand Marcos? Or Fidel Castro? I'm going to say Castro. <laughs> that sound of you getting eaten means you're wrong. <laughs> That's the only name I recognize. <laughs> All right, Ryan Murphy, here we go. What's the answer? Oh, it is uh, Papa Doc Duvalier. Sorry. Papa John's? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Papa Doc is my rap name. <laughs> I knew that about you. Yeah. All right, Ryan, your question. When did the word zombie come into general usage around the world? Was it 1960, 1850, 1929, or 1799? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with the 1960s. 1960s? All right. Let's see. Are you right or wrong? Sorry, sir. You're getting eaten. Dan, I could go for a milkshake right now. <laughs> How about you guys? <laughs> All right, so we were one for three, Lou. Uh, new champion. New champion. What was the answer? Uh, 1929? <laughs> Lou? I don't believe this, but... 
Okay. You are right. <laughs> See, this should be known. I'm the lowest. I'm the lowest on the totem pole. Of this show. I, I I would die instantly. Leave me behind. Go on without me. You know. Yeah, we've all been there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is Zombies Ate My Podcast, as we said before, and uh, I believe Ryan has a little fun story to tell us. Yeah, um, I was uh, working on some research for Dead Decision, trying to figure out what scenario am I going to do. So I wanted to base it off of uh, a real-life experience, not with zombies, but in a location. This weekend I was at a country music festival. Uh, a lot of people there over – I think it was like more than 20,000 people. Um, that number keeps getting smaller the more I remember. <laughs> uh, but anyways, a lot of people. And I was thinking how could I do a dead decision about involving that location? And I thought it's impossible because uh, you guys would have to totally like do crazy oh, – oh, my god. I call my buddy who has a helicopter and he flies us out of there and we survive. It's like mm, no. Um, so I was just thinking like – where have we been that we can just you know stop for a second and, and this is really morbid but it's all in good fun this whole show is in good fun i mean no one really expects zombies to, to take over the world right. but if the zombie apocalypse were to happen were you doing something or were you somewhere where it was like yeah i'd be totally boned because i mean uh i was surrounded by thousands of people i was uh, i couldn't even get out of, out of there like when we tried to get out of there with our car it was like the apocalypse. Like it took an hour to get out of the parking lot because there were so many people there. So I was just thinking, I'd be dead. Like you know. So I was just curious if you guys had any thoughts on that. As a well, uh, I would say country music zombies are probably the worst kind of zombies out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I just uh, you can't you know. tell the survivors from the zombies. <laughs> Well, Actually, the only reason I think I'd survive is because Lionel Richie was playing there. And I think he'd be a pretty good guy <laughs> to have in his own on the ceiling. Thank God for Lionel Richie. That's all we're going to say. So I think that's were, the only way. You were at a country music festival and Lionel Richie was there? Yeah, he's okay. a country star now. Is oh, he really? Did you go he, with him? No. <laughs> Lionel Richie did not play any country songs. I don't know why. Is he just. <laughs> I don't get it. He is a country singer now? I don't know. If well, he this was is at, going off topic if, pretty if he, fast. <laughs> <laughs> so if he was at a country music festival, you would assume that he does country now. Well, let's he can say, do any country. Anyways, I just, yeah, you know. Well, let's say you are there. Let's say we're at a country music festival. Lionel Richie's playing. And all of a sudden, what? front row turns into zombies. They turn around and they start eating the rest of the rows and chaos breaks out. You, you are kind of screwed. Unless you're that guy in the back who doesn't want to be around anyone else. You might make well, it out okay. That is normally me, but um, it was my girlfriend's birthday present, so I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to go to the front. And for Lionel Richie, actually, we were farther back. But I don't think the zombie apocalypse would hit in Lionel Richie. I think I think the, the maximum zombie apocalypse would have hit around Carrie Underwood near the end there. Um, I don't know. Just something about that crowd, man. Crazy. Yeah. So what would you do? I mean, what, what's your first – you just hide in a porta potty? What are you trying to do? I don't, I don't know. know I, I would just, do. No matter what you, what I come up with, it's like no thousands of zombies would tear that thing apart. Like maybe, like try at first sign, I would book it. I would just like, okay, we're out of here. We got to get to the car. We got to get out of here. You know. See, I would just screw the car. Go by foot somewhere. Yeah, I feel just like run. Car, yeah. Wait, wait, hold on though. Were you at the concert thinking about this? Uh, no, this oh, was uh, okay. this is like uh, yesterday. I was trying okay. to come up. With I was gonna say that'd be pretty weird of you. <laughs> well, I'm not into con- I'm not a huge country music fan, so I'm like, 
every time they played a cover of a song I actually recognized, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging it. But other times it's like, zombies. <laughs> You're looking well, around. I was like, oh, what, that's a, what's that? What's that tattoo? I don't know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, you know what? If we have any listeners out there, maybe they can email us and tell us what they would do at a country music festival. Yeah. Or if they have any examples of like, oh, you know, I was skydiving. What would happen if I skydived into a zombie apocalypse? I mean, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, could that suck because you wouldn't be able to stop yourself? Yeah. You'd be slowly You're going and screaming like, the whole oh way down. Going, this is a terrible <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> I'd pull my chute and I'd just, I'd just die from the fall. No way am I dying from getting eaten to death. Well, that's a coward's way out, Ryan Murphy. See, again, this segment, it's almost too morbid. I don't know if I like... <laughs> I would, I'd pull the parachute and try to steer myself away from them into a field. Yeah, I'd pull the ocean. parachute early so that I'm higher up. Yeah, and that's true. Well, get carried away by a jet stream. Lou, what would you do at a country music festival? Well, my first reaction would be to find something to defend myself and then run. See, Lou's the logical one here. We always have to go on him to figure out the best situation. <laughs> yeah. See, I should mention, though, this is at a Canadian country music festival, so no one was carrying weapons. Even the security guys didn't have any. They may have had mace, but that's it. <laughs> no, no, no collapsible batons. Not that I saw. I mean, like, I, I was thinking about zombies, so I'm looking around, like, where's my first, you know, how do guitars. I survive? Big guitars, <laughs> right? Well, Canada, I mean, Canada is a very different beast because every cop I see, collapsible baton comes out in 10 seconds. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. They have to fill out paperwork just to unsnap that baton. Do I mean, Lou, Blue, it's because nicer? we're American. What? It's because we're American. They're like, yeah. What are you guys doing up here in Canada? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if Canadian zombies are a little more polite than American zombies too. They might be. They might throw a napkin around their neck and use silverware. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I apologize for eating you. I apologize, I but I gotta eat. Slow them down. All right, Ryan. We won't make fun of Canadians anymore. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we right, do it every time we talk to you. <laughs> know, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> hey, you know, as long as I get to make fun of Americans, that's it's all true. Good. All that's right, fun. let's break it down into the zombies in the news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. Oh, the snoring zombie. <laughs> Rick, sleepy. have you seen these Disney zombie princesses? I have. I actually saw them the other day. A little creepy looking. I would I would actually kind of like one. You would, you would like zombie princess? Or a print? <laughs> a print of one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> These are really well done. I, of course, I couldn't hang it up anywhere. That'd be freakish for any one of my kids. But I like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I think they're really cool. Uh, I'd put one on my desk. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I, I, it's one? fun to frighten my coworkers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty graphic. They are graphic. They're, I mean, I kind of like it. I like to see a little bit more work get done by this. You know, it's only like a few princesses. Ryan, are you familiar with the Disney princesses? That's a trick question. I'm not going <laughs> to Because I know no matter what I say, I'm going to get made fun of. He's but learning, He's learning quick. <laughs> you know, I, I, I went through high school. I know how this works. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, no, I know of the Disney princesses. I mean, who doesn't? It's kind of hard not to. Uh, these are creepy. They like, are. You know what, though? You know Snow what? White's the worst. Uh, that gets my vote. <laughs> I like that one, yeah. I mean, I yeah, that was it- the worst. I find it interesting that they're not actually American-made. They're, they're made by a Thai illustrator. I think that's interesting because 
it's Disney, and I don't picture Disney being drawn by a Taiwanese illustrator. Yeah. Yeah. That's... He's got some very strange things on his art <laughs> page. If anyone wants to check out these pictures or anything other by the artist, he's a clock tower man on DeviantArt. Yes. He's got, some, he's got, like, some other zombie pictures, I'm guessing, of, like, his friends and stuff that he's drawn zombies of. Uh, it's creepy. Well, that makes me want to ask you guys, if you had anything, if you could have anything from your, maybe your childhood, like, cartoon movie TV to turn, like, maybe someone makes a drawing of a zombie, what would it be? G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is zombies? That's pretty good. That's a good one. What about you, Ryan? Have they, done, have they done Ninja Turtles? That should have been done, I would assume. See, I would like to see some old school Nickelodeon shows. I don't know if you guys ever watch them, like like Doug or you know, even like the uh, Pete and Pete stuff like that. Those old school ones, you know what I mean? Yep. Pete, Pete and Pete zombies would be great. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't it? Although they kind of had a zombie on um, Salute Your Shorts. Zeke the Plumber was like a dead <laughs> janitor, and he was missing his nose. <laughs> <laughs> he, a plunger. he wasn't a zombie <laughs> <laughs> he was back from the dead alright I would love I would love to see a G.I. Joe animated short where they do their like the more you know kind of thing but them teaching children how to survive a zombie apocalypse I think that would be really funny Lou you're hey, on something cool. there <laughs> Lou, you need to. We need to stop podcasting and start writing these yeah. things down, <laughs> and then selling them to Paramount or whatever. Uh, the other thing we have here from Lou is um, the Shaun of the Dead non-existent 1990s arcade game. Yeah, uh, apparently there's a New York City art festival where they're doing stuff that um, has classic art from video games and stuff. And one of the artists drew a Streets of Rage Final Fight spinoff animation that is supposed to be Shaun of the Dead as a brawler. It's kind of unique. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah, there's only going to be 50 prints available at the show, which is kind of unfortunate, because I would buy a print of that. That looks awesome. Makes you wish it was real. Yeah, I would play that game in a heartbeat. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so that could be... I mean, that would be such a fun game. I'm just thinking about all the fun. Remember those old school Streets of Rage? Imagine having just zombies in general like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. This is interesting. They never had a game for Shaun of the Dead, did they, at all? No. No. Okay. Not at all. That's, That's probably bad. good. It wouldn't have worked, but... Uh, yeah, it would have been terrible. This is neat. I mean, uh, it kind of reminds me of what they did with the Scott Pilgrim video game. Yeah, where they kind of made, like, a classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. A new classic game. Yeah, but they actually they actually made it. So that was interesting, like how they had like a real life movie. It was actually the same director too. So that's kind of a cool connection. Speaking of directors too, there's actually two movie topics this week of zombies. Uh, one of them there was a trailer release for Cockneys vs Zombies, a British zombie movie coming out. Looks really good. Did you uh, did you guys end up watching the trailer? I did. That lo- Why do British people make such better movies than everyone else, especially when it comes to zombies? Because looks- they have to rely on storytelling and writing and not special effects. Yeah, because they, <laughs> they don't have a Hollywood out there. Yeah, oh, it looks it looks good. Like it, And it, rem- it reminds me of Shaun of the Dead, only more serious, because there's a lot of comedy in it. The, the part where the old guy in the walker is trying to escape from a zombie... Wait, yeah. more serious? Don't you mean less serious? Less serious. This came yes. off... Of, like, Shaun of the Dead is... Is a comedy at heart, but it's you're right. Like it's pretty serious. Like when shit goes down, shit goes down. Yeah. But the, in this movie, it's like, 
oh, you know, we're not going to save the old guy. He's just going to waddle away from the zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so good. <laughs> the zombie's coming. That, oh, no. That's he's, got, he's got an Uzi at one point. <laughs> Shoot, yeah, off the, shooting it off the walker. <laughs> oh, that was great. My my favorite thing is is that it looks like half the cast came from Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's the thing, though. It, it looks good. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in it, too. The special effects, even though they don't rely on them, like, they look pretty good. They're shooting zombies close up and limbs are flying everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they have a good graphics budget for a, a low-budget film. Yeah, it, no, it looks good. Looks... I can't. Uh, this is definitely one I'm going to purchase because it looks, it looks like a real winner to me. Do we know when it's coming out? Uh, it says in cinemas 2012. <laughs> cinema? <laughs> They're running out of time. <laughs> yeah, the, the year is almost done. Oh boy! And the other movie it, news too. Oh wait, were you going to say something, Lou? I was going to say, according to IMDb, it's in post production, so it should be out within months. Oh, those post production guys! So hopefully it'll come out, and then we can get a nice little review on the show if a couple of us see it. Right. The other jump to the end of the trailer and see if it has a, a date, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other news: the Walking Dead might be getting a, a movie. The TV show The Walking Dead. I don't know how I feel about that, and I love The Walking Dead. I think it's a great idea. I think it'd be awesome if they got Frank Darabont back to do the movie because he didn't do anything in season two, and I think he left during season one. But I think it'd be good if he did a movie. Um, but they'd have to pick like a big story arc from the comic book because they couldn't do like part of it on the TV show and part of it in the theater because not everyone's gonna go. It would need to be a, a self-contained. Uh, little story like you're saying i i mean um and with frank darabont I, I i wonder if that would even be possible because of the way that they split like from what i remember amc and frank they didn't like, leave on good terms no yeah. it was super bad like they basically fired him because yeah. of some mismanagement of another director or something but um the example they bring up in the article referencing x-files and that's like a positive like transition from tv to movie to tv yeah um i think that's a great example and you know they could easily also it would allow them to catch up to the comic books because they're at like maybe issue maybe 20 when you try to line them up in terms of even though they say it's different universes but but if you're talking a two two and a half hour movie there the stuff that happens in that show i mean you're just going to get two episodes out of it, and I just feel that would be kind of weird. Unless they... I... It could always be like how um, the Telltale game is, where it's a different story in the same universe. And that's what I was going to say, is I would rather see a Walking Dead movie that starts maybe even from the the black guy there at the beginning. What's his name? Um, dude from Jericho. Remember that he was in the first episode, brought Rick in? Yeah, Sniper yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. If, yeah. If they showed a movie based on his whole... You know what I mean? Like up to the point, because this would be cool. They could show his his whole story, and then he can I mean, if he ever meets back up with Rick and them. You know what I mean? That pops yeah. him right in there for the TV yeah. show. Yeah, there's there's a lot of characters in the show. They could easily tell a story that took place with one of them yeah. before everything happened. It would the, have to uh, be that way, yeah. And the, they, the biggest thing is, is you can you can assume right now that Daryl Dixon would be who the movie would be based on. Because he's like the fan favorite on that show. He is. Uh, I like he's, him, but not he's that. not in the comics. He will. He's be, not I even think, in the right? comics. He's coming into the comics now. I guess he's going to be in a, a couple of the next issues. But he was made for the TV show, and he's like one of the best characters on the show. He is a fan favorite for sure. He just he has a lot of good, good stuff going for him. So I mean, going, they, 
sorry, he's going into the comic books. Yes. Gonna yeah, apparently him. they're gonna they're gonna add him in. Like they're gonna meet him somewhere. So is it separate storylines then, or like in that sense, like it kind of ruins it for me because then oh well, he's not gonna die because he appears in the comic books like six seasons from now. Yes, they're not following. I don't think they're they're following the comics exactly anyway. So you almost have to take it as two separate things. Uh, yeah, I do see it as two separate things, but like the stories are are still like following the same path like you know they go from um a man i've already they go wait do they go to the cdc in the comic books no they don't no, they don't they don't okay. go to the cdc in the comic books but there is the farm spoilers shane dies in like issue two or three <laughs> of the comic books yeah right but at I the know, beginning it's not a spoiler but when i read those books like uh, when the episode one of walking dead came out just the first few issues it's like the way they kill that guy in the comics is totally off topic. But anyways, the way they kill that guy in the comics is it was, it was totally shocking to me. And I'm like, oh, when Carl that was shoots weak. him in the head? Yeah. That was weak. I did not like that. I thought yeah. that was it was poorly – like if you wanted to get rid of the character, geez, let him get eaten by zombies, not shot by a kid. But it's better in, in the TV show the way he goes and we won't – Exactly. Although I guess that's – You just spoil it. Don't even try and say no spoilers. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it doesn't matter because – in two months, we're going to be spoiling every episode anyway. Yes, when the show <laughs> because goes when back the show on, goes yeah. back on, we'll be dissecting those episodes. Yes, we will. Yeah, people, you know, yeah, it's Walking Dead. Come on, yeah. you knew he was going to go. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I think the movie would work, but I don't think they could follow the characters they have on the show. I think it's a a, a fine line to walk because wasn't the X-Files first movie kind of where the X-Files started to fall? Didn't their ratings start to drop after that? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I don't know. I never watched it. Me me and Bob brought this up the other day on on Fanboys, but the only thing we remember from that movie is Bees. Yeah, Bees. (laughs) Yep. Like, I don't remember anything else from that movie at all other than Bees. Yeah, I'm a huge X-Files fan, and I I think I blocked that movie out of my memory. (laughs) Uh, I've only I seen remember the second the one. Ice. I remember they were somehow ended up in like Antarctica or in the Alaskan tundra or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I know the bees were like in a bee farm or some crap like that. Like there was like big air, airplane hangers full of bees. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep a we'll keep bees. a watchful ear. <laughs> we'll keep a watchful ear <laughs> for that, won't we? Not the bees. The Walking Dead movie. And um, if you guys zombie. Zombies. Zombies. Okay. (laughs) Someone cut his mic. Cut his mic. It reminds me of a joke I'll have to tell you after this show. All right. You know what? Let's let's just jump ahead and let's go ahead and go on to uh, weapon of choice. Get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash him in the head. That seems to work. I want your brains. No, I'm just kidding. Um... (laughs) We got. What are we doing, Rick? This week, Rick, you're gonna have a weapon of choice for us. My weapon of choice is uh, something a little, a little practical. It's something that doesn't break uh, and something that you can modify. I'm just gonna go with the, uh, the old-fashioned crowbar. Crowbar. Ooh. How do you modify a crowbar? Yeah, well, the the flat end that you use to like pry open doors and stuff, you can sharpen it to a point, so you can use it for stabbing. But then, uh, how would you pry open doors? <laughs> you would you need to use the other end with the hook. <laughs> Because then there's I, the hook, the hooked end. Right. You use that to pry open doors because it's got more leverage because the rounded part goes on the wall, and then the long end would be where the point is. 
I guess my next question <coughs> what's a crow no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> <I was gonna, laughs> I've played Half-Life give me some credit okay, okay. Um, I was gonna say when all else, else fails no crowbar the fucker in real life right exactly what I say crowbars exist in real life too not just oh life. next you're gonna be telling me head grabs are real come on <laughs> <laughs> well uh, <laughs> glad someone picked up on that crowbar if stuffed animals uh, count they do a crowbar, it's steel, so it's not going to break like a, like a wooden bat or anything like that. Um, it's easy to carry. You just throw it over your shoulder. Or, you, know, you, can make a sl- you can make a sling for it if you're going to be using it often. <laughs> make a sling for your crowbar. I like this because it is, it is, it's one of those things that you'll find somewhere. You know what I mean? Like Every zombie game pretty much in like survival game has a crowbar somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a perfect tool because it's a tool and a weapon. You need, to, you need to pry open that door? Great. You need to sharpen it and stab a zombie in the eye? Great. Yeah. And, you, you know... You grab something a, you around can, a corner, then you use that hook. <laughs> you can go down to any, you know, hardware store, grab one. And if a zombie's coming at you, or if the zombie's going at someone in front of you, you can use the hook to wrap around its neck and pull it back. <laughs> yeah. And just stab zombie. it in the head with the other side. Bad zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Like one of them big hooks that they used to pull people off stages with? I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna make that joke, but I didn't want you to think I was making fun of you. Like you know, you, if the zombies going on too long, you just hook them off stage. What? Yeah. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm kidding. In all seriousness, like a, a, a crowbar. You're right. If you are. Like, for example, in The Walking Dead, you see multiple scenes where they're walking down a highway and there's abandoned cars. One, There's going to be a chance one of those cars is going to have a crowbar in it yeah. or some sort of crowbar-like bar, you know? Tire iron, you know, any, anything steel. Yeah, yeah, for prying and for bashing. Well, that's and the what- other thing, too. Like, last week we talked about the beer bottle, and after a while you'd be like, or after, like, one hit, you'd be like, oh, I just broke my beer bottle. At least with like and, a crowbar, it's kind and of and sliced up with my hand, <laughs> and I hurt yeah. myself. That wasn't very practical of me. I, I didn't know you couldn't break them. Ah. Send your emails too, um, but no, yeah, a crowbar would be great, uh, and it'd be a great weapon because you you shouldn't be afraid to say it gets stuck in the zombie's skull. You shouldn't be afraid to pull it, pull on it, and yank it right because usually if you did that, you'd be afraid you'd break it. Right. But, like, say you're using a screwdriver or a knife, the hilt could break off or whatever. But with a crowbar, it's solid metal, so, and that, you know. They're pretty rugged. You can even get crazy and get the little, like, cat's paws, the small crowbars, so you can have, like, dual-wielding ones, and then you have the large one over your back. You can have a whole arsenal of crowbars. Dual-wielding crowbars. If nothing else, the hook will also give you leverage when you want to yank it out of something. Yeah. Guys, you I, can think, even, I think we've you, learned the crowbar is just a versatile tool. Yeah, I mean, you can use it. You're climbing over a fence, you know, pull yourself up. I think I'm going to have to go out and buy a crowbar this weekend. <laughs> yeah, or you can add it to your uh, 24 case of empties and uh, the axe in the, in the corner there. Yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, I like that one. That's a good one. Next week, Lou, I'm assigning you a weapon of choice. Not a problem. <laughs> oh, boy, you oh, scared I don't Uh-oh. doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> He's prepared. All right, well, let's get in here to what we wanted to talk about this week with our topic of the week. Zombie topic of the week. I hate them witches. It's music from my nightmares. (laughs) Someone had to shoot the witch. Yeah, Bob. (laughs) 
I don't know what you guys are talking about. You died, Bob. You're the only one that died because the witch killed you. <laughs> I also did the most damage to her, okay? Uh, yeah, before you died. Yeah. <laughs> so, Patient Zero this week, a zombie history presented in color. Lou, break it down for us. Well, before Hollywood and the silver screen began telling us modern days of zo- modern tales of zombies, um, the term actually had a very different meaning. Um, it actually arrives from uh, Haiti uh, under, under the derivation of zombie or zombie, and both are pronounced very differently and spelled very differently. Um, and it refers to an, a dead person that is resurrected by a bokor. And a bokor is a priest or sorcerer that it practices voodoo and serves what's called a loa. A loa is an animal totem that um, they perform ritualistic rites for. Um, zombies in their original beginnings uh, created by a bokor don't actually eat brains, kill people, or anything like that. Um, they're believed to be controlled and dominated by their bokor. Hence, they would tell someone, hey, go over there and get me that thing I don't want. And the zombie would just go over, slowly pick something up and bring it back to them. Or kill that guy over there. Then they might kill somebody. Yeah, they were, but they wouldn't, do it on their, they wouldn't do it on their own. They were essentially just slaves. Um, from what I remember reading, I remember reading a few things about this too. Where they would actually, yeah, like you said, they would actually bury someone and then practice their voodoo to bring them back and just become a slave. Which doesn't sound like a very good job to me. But so basically, it's like mind control is what the original zombies are from. You can right. look at it that way, yeah. There's some kind of chemical that they spray in their face, is what I believe it is. And in the '80s, a um, ethno botanist named Wade Davis went from Harvard was sent on a uh, uh, an adventure to Haiti, basically to research zombies, where he got involved with. Drug cartels, uh, thugs, and all these other things, so that he could try and figure out if it could be used in the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, um, he thought it could be used as an anesthetic that might be better than what we use today. And um, he wrote a book called "The Serpent in the Rainbow," uh, which was turned into a film by Wes Craven. Yes, a, f- a fun little movie. I think it what was that nineteen eighty eight or something like that. Uh, it was nineteen eighty. Five a, or eighty-six, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was around there. It was. I've. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth checking out. Is but. the movie sort of like uh, heavily based off the book, or is it uh, about fifty-fifty? Yeah, fifty-fifty. Well, yeah, your typical, you know, half story, half movie. It, it it's great until you get to about the last half hour or so and then they start to take a lot of liberties with what's going on and you kind of see things and you're like um i don't know about that yeah the uh the wiki page says it's 1988 um and it's very loosely based on the book (laughs) loosely (laughs) technical term for we stole the title we stole the title and zombies (laughs) that's interesting though that the the zombies really came from this thing of like practicing voodoo and almost like witchcraft that kind of thing you know and i wonder i mean is it experiences like that that brought zombies into the culture that we have them in today 
You know what I mean? Like, because that's, it seems logical to me to, if someone goes and sees someone trying to bury someone and bring them back, which I guess there's actually reported cases of, which is, um, I guess they try to, like you said, they were trying to use it for pharmaceutical research at one point, so. Now, this is, this is the thing that bothers me, is the sense that uh, the or- origins of the zombie mythos come from a chemical-induced sort of chant thingy, so that sort of tells you, oh, this could be possible. So, Doesn't it scare you a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, as zombies today have kind of taken that little bit from it in the sense that most zombie origin stories are some sort of virus, right? Right. Yeah. Or, or a human-made chemical compound that causes people to do this sort of thing. So maybe that's the connection. Yeah. Well, if you read the, read the original uh, I Am Legend... Uh, story. That's kind of where the first idea of zombies. Um, they, well, they're more like vampires in the book, but but um, they. Uh, that's kind of where the stretch to what we think of now came from. That was the first. Uh, uh, trying to think of the right word here, as the first move to modern culture and the modern take on zombies. Hmm. Yeah, well, you you can go into, like, and most people's first references with zombies are Night of the Living Dead, but you can go before that and do a movie back in 1932 called White Zombie, which is actually more along the lines of these Haitian voodoo zombies. The, uh, the movie poster for this movie is the best. With these zombie eyes. <laughs> he rendered her powerless. With this zombie grip, <laughs> he made her perform his every desire. Like, it's a kung fu grip. Zombie grip. Yeah, so that was, a, I think it was like the one of the first zombie movies ever made. Yep, it was a Bela Lugosi film. Yes, and the, that's where it all started. And like you go from Haitian voodoo zombies to like, you know, oh, well, I'm going to take this concept and just turn them into people coming back from the dead and eating people, like Night of the Living Dead, which is where most of our culture is based off of, is Night of the Living Dead from George A. Romero. But this is the first feature-length zombie film. Have any of you guys seen White Zombie? No. Bits and pieces. But yeah. I, I, I predict that every White Zombie action figure comes with its own zombie grip. So it starts with Night of the Living Dead around here. Um, I know we talked about our past experiences, but I think George A. Romero pretty much carved out the rule book for what zombies can and cannot do in our culture and beliefs in them, you know? And that's where we, all of our stuff now gets derived from, all these crazy movies that are coming out. But, I mean, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, those, those movies were our culture. Right. Night of the Living Dead must be good. I think they're on their third remake now. Oh. Really? They, they need to stop remaking and just make new ones. Yeah, because Land of the Dead was so good. Yes. Well, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, I thought was really good. Um, but yeah, Land of the Dead was terrible. And then they have like Diary of the Dead and Day of the Dead and all this other Survival crap. of the Dead. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a found footage one. It's like Camera of the Di- Diary, Diary of the Dead. Of the Diary of the Dead, yeah. That was the last... <laughs> When I watched from George A. Romero, I can't watch them. I can't watch them anymore. I, yeah. d- zombie movies, they just... I can't even remember the last good one that came out, like, recently. That's actually a good question to ask, too. Like, um, what is the last good zombie movie that you've seen? 
like real good zombie movie. Like, oh, that. that's a really good one. Is like that, like twenty eight days later and stuff. But they're not really zombies. They're Those, just infected with the rage virus. Yeah, they're infected with rage. If you discount twenty eight days later, I mean, are we talking like Shaun of the Dead, a comedy movie? Zombieland. Zombieland was very good, actually. Yeah, yeah Zombieland was good. That's a really awesome intro. It's like my favorite zombie movie intro. Yes. Oh, that's it's a like movie, yeah. it's it's like playing a zombie video game at that intro, where he's got all like the different like rules and stuff. Yeah, I guess you can count Walking Dead in that too. It's not a movie, but it's it's still good zombie stuff. Right. So George A. Romero kind of did he he took what this uh, you know Haitian voodoo thing he took that and kind of modified it into what he thought would be a good monster movie? Does he even call them zombies in the movie? or The Zed word? I think, uh, Lou, you can correct me if you know this, but I think it was originally written by someone else and George A. Romero took that and then turned it into his idea. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, he, he co-wrote it with somebody and I think there was some kind of dispute over who had the writing credits or something like that. Yeah, and the, yeah, they did take it from the white zombie premise. It was from that, but um, it just evolved from there over time to you know infection. Because I don't even think in Night of the Living Dead they ever talked about where zombies came from. They just started popping up. Yeah, they it was, started, it's they anybody that dies. Too. Yeah, it was anyone that dies. That's what it was. If you die, you were just a zombie. And like then it starts going into like oh how would this actually happen would it be infection would it be you know what I mean like natural disease that kind of stuff so so this wasn't sort of explained it was just these people surviving yep yeah there's no real explanation there's no science behind it and a funny uh, little backstory on it it was it was co-written by George Romero and John Russo. And it was called Monster Flick, and the early screenplay was teenagers against aliens who <laughs> visited Earth to be to befriend human teenagers. So it could have been an alien movie, and the whole zombie genre would have never happened. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that would have been crazy. not good. Where would we be right now? And then, and then the, the second draft was aliens eating rotting corpses. And then the final draft is where they decided to do the reanimated human corpses. Ah. That's crazy. That's and they called stretch. them they didn't even call them zombies, they called them ghouls. That's what they called them. Ghouls. So ghouls. Interesting. Well, that was a little interesting history lesson. Thank you, Lou, for that. I kinda wanted to wait for you to finish and go, the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go on. I want to hear what Ryan has to offer in Dead Decisions. The Dead. And you're going to be next. Dead decisions. You heard it, Ryan. You heard it. It's time. Are you guys ready? Last week was a lot of fun, so I want to... Don't disappoint. I won't. No pressure. You have big shoes to fill. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let me set it up, and then you guys will have a two-minute timer to kind of discuss amongst yourselves. This involves all three of you. Uh So I'm going to set up your characters, Rick and Bob. You are two college roommates. (laughs) Okay, I didn't mean it to sound like that. You're just two friends, you know, totally platonic, and you're running from (laughs) zombie horde. You're insane. Okay. (laughs) You're putting words in my mouth. Sorry. Um, Anyways, uh, Rick and Bob, you're running from the horde. You're trying to get across town to a safe house, but you've alerted the horde. You have 
limited ammo, no food. It's about a day's travel to the next, to the safe house. And you come across a convenience store that looks very boarded up, but totally lived in. There are people in there. So you break in to find Lou and his family who own the convenience store, who have plenty of food and is now pointing, and Lou is pointing a shotgun at both of you. Um, Lou, you, like I said, you're there with your family, your wife, your two kids. You have limited supplies, enough to protect your family and survive, but not enough. You don't know these two people. You've never met them before. They look kind of sketchy. So, Rick and Bob, you have to convince Lou to let you stay. Uh, you, um, you have leverage up on them. You do have a safe house across town that you can use as leverage. But if, if Lou decides to force you out... Into and back out into the cold, into the zombie horde. You will know. You will probably die. Okay. So, so, so basically, Rick and I have a safe house. We just can't get there because we don't have any supplies. You don't have any supplies, and uh, the zombie horde are chasing you. Like you need to get somewhere to hide quickly, and everything else looks totally not safe. But this convenience store. Okay. Now, do we have supplies at this safe house? Yes, that's what I said. You could use it as leverage, so you could say, okay. if you let us stay here for a bit, we can, you know, make a deal. We have tons of supplies we could trade with you. Don't worry, I got this, Rick. You ready? All right. All right. Here we go. Let's do this. All right, go. All right, Lou. Can we stay at the safe? Can we stay here, Lou? You carrying any weapons? Uh, I got a crowbar. <laughs> I got a beer bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah, all, all I have is a crowbar. I mean, I have no no firearms, nothing. We just need a place to hang out for a little while while the zombies are outside, Lou. What do you say? You can stay here, but if you do anything I don't approve of, you're getting a shotgun to the face. That sounds a oh. little uh, <laughs> overdramatic, Lou. Now... Now, while we're here, is, there, is it okay if we grab something to eat? We don't really have any supplies on us. and uh, the safe, We have a safe house, but we just can't get to it right now because of these zombies around us. You going to give us some food, Lou? I'll give you some food. Oh, nice. Lou, you are so nice. Ryan, this wasn't very hard at all. No, it wasn't. You guys are too nice. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever I was after. expecting uh, crazy Lou from the first one. <laughs> yeah. I decided to be mild this week. That was nice of you. That was, I wasn't expecting that at all, so it ended up working out for me. I was expecting, me too. <laughs> I was expecting it. I was, I almost tried, I was almost going to throw you off and go, Lou, your daughter looks pretty nice over there. She's single, but I didn't want this to go in a weird direction. <laughs> or, or ran in and go, like, Lou, your wife's bitten, and just hit her. We have to get rid of her now. All right, I get it. It was a bad, dead decision. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It, it wasn't was, bad. It was good. Which you guys didn't. I should have told Lou on the side, like, be as ass, be as crazy ass as you can. <laughs> it doesn't make it, it, it doesn't make it good when, but when all three of you are totally we're, cool, we're calm, like, and collected. Uh, Lou, do you mind if you stay here? Do you have any weapons? Yeah, I have this crowbar. All right, you can stay. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess what happens is the zombie horde passes, and then Rick and Lou, Rick and Bob give you supplies, and Lou lives happily ever after. And then Rick marries his daughter. I don't know. (laughs) We all live a happy life. (laughs) All right. We're going to have to make next week's a little more difficult. Yeah, that's my bad. So that means, Bob, you need to make it more difficult. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Oh, don't worry. It'll be difficult. Certainly not mine again. I I already screwed it up. (laughs) <laughs> I told you not Ryan, to screw it up. start figuring yours out now for the next time that you do it. <laughs> you got four weeks or so, right? <laughs> to be honest, I kind of thought that would involve more conversation. You guys 
I think I gave you too many uh, uh, hints as to how you could solve it and not be dead. Yeah, if if you were like, if you had us try and convince Lou to come there and we had weapons on us or whatever, I think it would have been a lot worse. We like, had blood all over our faces, like Rambo. And we don't have a safe house, we just want to stay there for a little while. See, that that would have been a hard one, because Lou would have been like, I don't think so. <laughs> Bob, okay. Bob has a shirt that says rape on it. <laughs> Nobody has a shirt like that. He well, could have drawn it in no, blood. I could put <laughs> plunder. Like, that's what we do. Our, our, our bro team is rape and plunder. <laughs> All right. I get it. I'll do this I actually haven't been to America, because, you know, people have things like rape on their T-shirts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that one of your bands? One of those? It's like the Nickelback cover band. I don't know. Oh, listen, you, you just <laughs> I think saw, that's what you feel. I think that's what you feel like after you listen to Nickelback. You just hey, saw well. Lionel Richie at a country concert. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, he was actually pretty good. He sings Brick House. Come on, all right, well, Ryan. Yeah. Because he sang Brick House forty years ago too. I know. I'm not. He did look like he sang that forty years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like he sang it forty years ago too. Ryan, because you screwed up that, des- that decision, I'm going to make you do the uh, listener feedback and outro section. So why don't you go ahead and tell people where they can find us. All right. Uh, first of all, I'll apologize. I'll do better next time. <laughs> um, now I feel bad. Anyways, website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. If you're listening to this, the website's up and it looks amazing. Note to future Ryan. Email info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. That is working, so you can send us an email. Nice. Uh, Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash zombiespodcast, and you'll be able to search for us on Facebook. Just search for Zombies Ate My Podcast, and the page should come up. And it's Zombies Podcast on Twitter. Plural plural zombies, correct? Yes. The idea was that I took out Ate My and then, uh, (laughs) you know. Made it one word. Zombie podcast is some gangbanger. squatter. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Well, guys, if you want to send uh, us your dead decision or your uh, weapon of the weapon of choice or even have a fun zombie story, go ahead and send it to info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. So for myself, for my fellow survivors, Ryan, Rick, and Lou, I'll leave you this little bit of advice. When in doubt... Always know your way out. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. Seriously, when I was coming up with that dead decision, I thought I thought that would work better. You know what? See, if you, I think you I know what it was. You and I didn't want to I didn't want to say it while we were recording. We're still recording, but go ahead. Oh whatever. You um, suck, Ryan. Oh <laughs> no. I think it, it's because you're Canadian. Like, <laughs> wow. Just a hard baptized again. Wow. You're just nicer. You guys don't have convenience stores in the well, States. No. What if we get it wrong? Do we die? Yeah, I play a fun sound effect. Oh. I guess that that's kind of how you can introduce us, too. That way we're not all talking over each other. We're out of go. How's it going, guys? And you all go... <laughs> Uh, go, hey. <laughs> you just sound like zombies. That's pretty good. <laughs> Lou uh, writes a post and then syndicated on both. That's an awful title. Don't go with that. Make sure <laughs> Lou writes a post <laughs> and syndicates it across multiple platforms. And uh, now it's time for Lou writes his post. If anyone were to see that, like your boss or your mother-in-law or. <laughs>
You know, just thinking of all the disappointments. <laughs> so what you're trying, what you're trying to say is that you got a tramp stamp and you don't want your girlfriend's mom to see it. So this podcast oh. called oh, Brian just puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah, it would be very painful for Diablo. Uh, <laughs>